Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Makes us very grateful that uh, Jenny Drummond has made herself available to us again. We so enjoyed talking to her the other day. Uh, that was uh, after Andy Murray had done so well. But uh, Jenny, uh, thanks for joining us again this morning. Not <laughs> not such a great night for the Brits last night. No, it, it was a really tough one actually. And Andy Murray said that himself. He he was really disappointed to have gone out, particularly in straight sets, because on paper I was doing a a twilight show, a preview show for Australian Open Radio. And um, I was, there was another Brit on the show and we were saying, oh, you know, on paper, Andy should be okay. He, he sometimes does take a little bit longer in his matches just because of his style of play. But realistically, we don't think he's going to lose that match. So I think actually everyone was a little bit shocked that he did lose in straight sets, especially to to a qualifier. If it had been someone, you know, with a much higher ranking, I think there wouldn't have been such an element of surprise. But for Murray, you know, you just everyone is concerned, you know, how much time he's got left and with the effort that he puts in, he was particularly disappointed with that result. And then you've got Emma Raducanu who had horrendous blisters on her hands. So she's and she's come out and she said, I mean, that's a tough loss as well to Danka Kovinic and she's come out and said, Look, if I can pace place with that amount of pain, then I realise I'm tougher than I ever was. So she's she, for a nineteen year old, she's got a really smart head on her shoulders, to be honest. I've got to ask, um, and I, I imagine someone else is probably going to ask about that. How does that happen? Does that happen often uh, with tennis players, young tennis players? And does that, is that an indication that maybe they've been working here too hard going into this event? The blister situation? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? <clears throat> it, it can depend on conditions sometimes. If it's a bit hotter for them than what they normally um, practice in, that can build up a bit of a blister. I mean, Rafa Nadal wears um, basically plasters on all of his fingers he's mm. had bad blisters Marin Cilic Wimbledon final he had a huge blister on his foot a few years ago um, he really struggled there so do you know I think it's one of just those unfortunate things and it could be that you, you pick it up at a random time other times it can be from lack of practicing lack of playing so I think it's just particularly unfortunate for her, really. So Emma's gone. She was a 17th seed, but there was a little bit of carnage a lot higher up in terms of the seeding with Muguruza gone and uh, also Conteve is out. Yeah. So uh, a very tame performance yeah. from um, Muguruza. She's an interesting player uh, because she can be like that. I mean, she is the definition of hot and cold. She is, but I have to give credit to her opponent yesterday, Elise Corney, the French 
woman who's 31, uh, she's actually 32 in a couple of days, so she did say afterwards that that victory was an early birthday present to herself because Courtney in the, in the first set in particular played brilliantly and then just stood really strong in the second. And she's at that, she's admitted she's at that point in her career where she just wants to enjoy it. She is making the most of her last few years on the tour, however long she's going to be there. And Muguruza couldn't find a way past her. So it's, Muguruza was disappointed, but she was quite practical in her post-match press conference, actually, just kind of saying, you know what, sometimes these things happen. And it was interesting, though, the match straight after, though, Arena Sabalenka went on, and she's the second seed, number two player in the world. She she went a set down, so we thought, oh, goodness me, we're going to be losing the second and third seeds very, very quickly. She's been having some terrible serving problems, you know, double figures, double faults within the first few games type situation and that was and she in her post-match entry after she said look my serve is breaking down but if I can win I've got good enough shots to win out with that so that's just what I've got to tell myself so it's going to be interesting to see how far she can actually go basically with kind of half a serve in this tournament. Well, Jenny, when, often when seeds go out early in the competition, that's when we find a, a fairy tale come through, uh, like a Raducanu at the uh, US Open. But we've still got Ash Barty mm-hmm. sitting there, um, uh, you know, with top seeds uh, falling and uh, being under pressure. Barty against uh, the Italian Georgie tonight. Uh, I think uh, Georgie played yeah. very well at times in her, her uh, match the other day. I watched uh, very closely. and uh, But Barty at home uh, with this crowd, uh, I think maybe a step too far for her? Yeah, I mean, Georgie, Georgie's a difficult player. She only has one gear, and that is not the cover off the ball. Um, there's no such thing with her as a first and second serve. They're both first serves. So Barty knows exactly what she's going to get. That's one thing. It's just going to be the ball hit at her at a very hard pace. Sometimes, though, if Georgie is doing that to perfection, it's very, very difficult to get past her. Mm-hmm. Um, she will she will fight to the bitter end, but I do think that Barty's variation just doesn't allow Georgie to always hit the ball in her sweet spot when she wants to. So um, I imagine Barty will just be chucking in some angles, some slides coming to the net, really working her serve as well, not allowing... Georgie to swing off that um, so I do th- I do think Georgie will put in a pretty good performance but I, I, I agree with you that Barty will, will come through that one mm, Interesting, okay let's uh, pop across to the men's side of things and uh, whilst a lot, sure. of pe- a lot of people perceive him as uh, Nick Kyrgios uh, as a, a bit of a showman sometimes a, a wee bit of an idiot sometimes not that good for the uh, tennis uh, it's uh, a bit of a shame in terms of atmosphere uh, that he had to strike Medvedev that early and of course he's disappeared Yeah, you know I was watching the match and it was it was highly entertaining, he just loved the crowd and that element is really fun. The the way in which he wins a point, the showmanship is just addictive to watch, and his reactions as well. It was it was absolutely brilliant, and the the Australian Open certainly wouldn't be the same without him. You, you do have the flip side where you know Medvedev was was pretty annoyed at the disrespect from the crowd, and even with Jim Courier when when Jim Courier was interviewing him after. Um, so I I'm not sure there's. I enjoy the the element of a sport crowd getting really getting involved, but there there is you know the area where there has to be a bit of respect maybe between serves because that's happened the last couple of matches. The, the crowd were really going at Liam Brody as well. But having said that, it's got everyone talking and about the Australian Open, and it's 
sometimes traditions need to be shaken up a little bit and Nick Kyrgios certainly does that and he is I think anyone who watches him can just see the natural talent oozes from the guy. He's played 11 matches in about two years and he can take a set off the world number two. So I think it's pretty good going. Yeah, it's pretty brave when you start talking about Australian crowds and uh, saying that they have low IQs. You sort of, uh, you really are lighting, you're lighting, you're lighting the fuse there. And if you're going to go the whole distance, uh, I imagine that uh, Daniel Medvedev is going to have to either wear earmuffs or be very, very um, uh, clever in his ability to shut the crowd out because it's going to be a tough next uh, seven or eight days for him. It is, but if anyone can do it, he can do it. But that's one thing I do like about him. He doesn't try to be anybody else. He he is honest as they come. And we've seen him, you know, get on the wrong side of the, the American crowd at the US Open, and then somehow they, they ended up loving him. Just because going into that match yesterday against Kyrgios, I thought if anyone's personality can deal with the Australian crowd, it's Medvedev. Mm. That's not an element that's going to put him off because... Medvedev yesterday, he's normally quite vocal and um, you know a lot of what's going on, but he was very sombre yesterday compared to what he normally is. So I think he was just finding his way of of dealing with the crowd yesterday. And sometimes I think it will just rile him up even more. It will actually get the better out of him because he'll want to prove that um, he's there to win. They like Tsitsipas, they really do like him by the sounds of things. He's very popular at his post-match conference. He's uh, he's got an interesting one against uh, the Frenchman Pere tonight. In fact, tomorrow, I think. He does. Sorry, yeah, tomorrow he played last night. He dropped a set last night. Um, And he... Yeah, he is a very interesting one. He's a very talented player, that's for sure. Um, and he's, well, his first round match, he was absolutely unbelievable. He, he plays Benoit Pair, as you see, who I think has surprised everybody by getting to the third round of the Australian Open. He beat Grigor Dimitrov in the previous round, which is an incredible win because it, it was pretty obvious last year Benoit Pair was going through some pretty tough stuff off the court, not enjoying his tennis. He was pretty vocal about a few things. Um, ruffling some feathers on the tour. He wasn't happy with how things were being run. Um, But clearly he's gone away and just sorted what's going on with himself and come out and is playing some great tennis. I think um, Tsitsipas and Pear know each other's games very well indeed. Um, And I don't don't see Pear progressing beyond Tsitsipas because... Um, I believe the Greek just has an, a, another level that, that Pear won't have. And physically, I don't think Pear can match Tsitsipas, certainly if it went to five sets now that Pear's in the, in the third round. But still, I have to say credit to Pear for getting to the third round. He really has surprised quite a few people. And, and by all accounts, he's, he's very much enjoying his tennis in this week. Jenny, we've got a really interesting night tonight because we've talked about uh, Georgie versus Barty, but around about the same time, uh, we're looking at Naomi Osaka back on court again, and that matchup is looming between her and Barty. And of course, for now that Andy Murray's gone, the old yeah. brigade are really solely represented by Nadal, who plays Kashnikov tonight. Yeah, you know, um, Osaka, that's a really interesting one against American Amanda Anisimova, who just won. Um, she just won a title here in Australia. She beat Belinda Bencic, who was a little bit injured in the previous round. But um, Anisimova comes into to this match in very good form indeed. She had a, a number of injury issues last year. Couldn't really play too many matches. But she's come back in 2022 with a vengeance. She's a young player. Um, and I think she could really trouble Osaka there. Um, Osaka, I guess, 
for both Barty and Osaka, they're trying to get through this match and not think about, you know, what's to come. But I, I genuinely think that Osaka could um, <clears throat> come up against a little bit of trouble against the, the American, that's for sure. Just when we... You also mentioned Rafa, didn't yeah, you? Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's excited. That's a pretty good uh, night session. You've got Barty and Rafa who've got a ticket tonight on Rod Laver Arena. Very exciting indeed. He loves playing under the lights in Rod Laver Arena. He absolutely does. And being second on, he will want to get on and off the court as quickly as he possibly can. So I imagine we'll see some pretty powerful stuff from the Spaniards. Well, Jenny, you're on the spot over there, and of course, uh, we we talked to you earlier on in the week, and we did uh, just brush over the fact that uh, Djokovic is gone, and we could get on with the tennis. But it seems uh, we're hearing anyway that seems perhaps he's not gone for good, uh, and we're reading a headline that that he's and uh, in, maybe intends to sue the Australian government for six million dollars, including uh, possible prize money that he's missing out on. Yeah, look, it's a really difficult situation and not to mention also the, the fact that he can't defend his, his points that he won here at the Australian Open last year as well. So that's going, it's going to affect his ranking. It's going to affect him in many different capacities. So I, I totally agree with you. This whole thing is going to continue for a long time to come and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he does go through with that. There, there, are, going to, there are going to be so many technicalities that... Both sets of lawyers, the government and Raf, and sorry, excuse me, Djokovic's lawyers will be finding to to kind of well, certainly the Australian government will want to kind of finish it and that be that. But you know, Djokovic has, has lost some earnings. He has lost um, probably some pride. He has lost his opportunity to defend his title. He's lost a lot. So he, I'm not surprised that he's trying to fight it. But the the whole situation is a real shame, a real mess, and. It's, I just think it's, I don't think anyone has come out of this feeling good in any way, shape or form, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, it's sad, but it's, it's ongoing. It's a headline maker. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, there's uh, a lot of pride having to be swallowed. And uh, we, we just know from his on-court attitude and that sort of thing, he, uh, one of the reasons why he's uh, the best player in the world at the moment is because he doesn't go away. Uh, and that's the simple truth. Yeah, I mean... He may be viewing the situation like a five-set battle, right? Mm, and yeah. at the moment, he's two sets to love down. But that certainly doesn't mean that he's going to give up in any way, shape or form. If anyone can win in five sets, it's Novak Djokovic from two sets down. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm not surprised by any stretch of the imagination that it's, it's ongoing. But how does that affect someone off the court when they need to focus on the court? Mm. But, you know, it's interesting what the US has said about non-US citizens who are um, unvaccinated not being allowed into the US. We've got Indian Wells Miami coming up. So the saga does continue and that's all before Roland Garros and the last time I was on we spoke because that news had newly broken. You know, they keep saying that um, and no unvaccinated players were going to be allowed to play Roland Garros. So this is going to continue, that's for sure. No doubt about that. Yeah, I think uh, every tennis federation around the world uh, will look at this as a test case um, because uh, if, if, he, if he took him on and, and he happened to win, um, all of a sudden uh, he's got grounds for the future. So, hey, Jenny, thank you very much uh, for your time. Uh, twice this week you've been good enough to talk to us. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, enjoy uh, yourself, your time over there uh, in Australia, and uh, we may even inv- invite, uh, invade your privacy once more if, uh, if we can. You've been fantastic. Thank you. 
Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. Jenny Drummond there, who uh, is a commentator on SEN for the tennis, right on the spot in the hot uh, seat there. Uh, Centre Court, Rod Laver Arena, Margaret Court Arena, of course. So um, all those wonderful uh, tennis facilities there in Melbourne, which are underway and fully operational and very, very busy as the, the tournament reaches towards the end of the first week. So, uh, Jenny, thank you very much for that.